Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Does that make sense? So okay. that's, I think my memory might not be from being 10. It's probably from being 35 or th- whatever I hold I was. So 40. you're walking out on stage at the place. Oh, oh the whole day. Go. I'm just like shaking going, I can't get through this. You know, yeah. I can't get through this. And then Pat's super nice. I think he introduced me from Pittsburgh just to be mean. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> the first time you met him. <laughs> 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys. gentlemen will you please welcome one of my oldest friends we've known each other for almost 20 years holy shit started um is known locally as the guy uh behind so many guys in the barrier music scene but you have probably seen him cavorting around the stage in train uh, which is a little band i think if they keep at it they might uh they might actually do okay one of these days but we'll uh, see we'll see please welcome jerry yeah. becker to the home Thank you, guys. Wow. I le- I, I, I'm going to write a book called The Guy Behind the Guy. <laughs> so okay, bestseller. And and be, that is definitely, when you're ready for me to ghostwrite your autobiography, we've got the title. I We're all set. That. Behind the Guy. So you are our Cleveland, Ohio artist in residence. Uh, Cleveland is the fifth stop on our musical road trip. Do you know about the musical? Yes, road I do. Trip? And my favorite city is Australia. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a little little known city um <laughs> nova scotia yeah right you're doing that next uh yeah yeah cleveland i grew up there all I right 21 years 22 years your yeah. your your formative high school years in cleveland right. yeah, all the way yeah even art school i like i went to school and uh, college in cleveland a little too oh awesome awesome Until i couldn't afford it but i definitely was there yeah <laughs> you're definitely there. we can confirm that he was there excellent so what we do is we have uh because i don't know if you know this about our podcast we don't always know things um <laughs> just like the world <laughs> right just like but, the internet <laughs> but we we try we we do our best um yeah. and so we've in our research for Cleveland, we found out a, a few things mm-hmm. uh but it's good to have someone who knows who's who's been there Who's had their ear to the ground? And I'm 50, so I kind of I fit in. Yes. <gasps> wow! Well, Literally. congratulations. And that was 
You turned 50 this year? In May, yeah. Wow. I'm actually, I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm invited to a big fancy party to celebrate that birthday well, coming up very soon. It was supposed to be in May, but I got food poisoning. <laughs> so now it's 50 and a half. I had to go on tour this summer and 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 now I'm back. Yes. Okay. Very yeah. Well, early on in the podcast, uh, Jerry, we realized um, we were doing far too many health updates as 50 year old mm. men. Like, my God. Yeah. Right, right. It's very so, quick. We can devolve into um, pills. And ointments. Well, I'm pretty careful. good. I take some heartburn and some asthma. I'm good. Luckily, I'm okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you we can see this at home, ladies and gentlemen. But the boy is fit. He keeps, <laughs> it, he keeps it tight. He's looking good. After food poisoning, I think <laughs> yeah, I was. Right. I think I was 124. Oh God. Oh God. Well, Cleveland, um, yeah. pretty good music scene, and we want to know what section of the city had the best music scene, or or any clubs uh, that you went to that you remember. Well, so I have, I, I come from, I come from a big family. I have eight brothers and sisters and I'm the baby with my twin sister, Sarah. Okay. So my oldest brother and sister were like 15, 16 years older than me. Really, they benefited from Cleveland because they're the ones who, you know, listen to MMS when it started. MMS was our big radio station. The buzzard. The buzzard. Yes. Okay. And, and the, I benefit, I listened to it, but I was 10, 11, 12 when they were playing you know, not even Bowie, they were still playing Bowie, but that's like the MTV, early MTV, right? 81, 82. That's when I started getting into MMS, you know, but my older brothers and sisters, because they went to these huge concerts that MMS put on at the municipal stadium, I benefited because they just played the, all the shit out of the stuff all over the house. Yeah, right. So I heard all the REO Speedwagons, all the Kiss, all the Bowies, lots of Beatles, but we also heard Michael Stanley Band. You know, oh. the local favorites where yes. to me, I never knew Michael Stanley wasn't as big as right. Journey. You just assumed. He I assume yeah. until you go to Chicago one day, you're like, who the hell is Michael Stanley? Right. <laughs> but man, that guy sold out Blossom twice. Blossom is the their equivalent to our shoreline or where, where's home right now for you? Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville. So uh, we don't the, have a, is that the orange peel. Yeah, the, the orange peel. Yeah. That's a no, small one. Yeah, I know. But well, whatever your 20 feet, 20,000 seat amphitheater is, right? Oh, yeah. the Thomas yeah, Wolf like Auditorium. Yes. Okay. There you go. Thomas so Wolf. imagine Michael Stanley Band sells that out two nights in a row. Like no one does that, right? So they were yeah. so big in Cleveland. And anyways, yes, MMS for me was, that was the, the conduit. That, that was Cleveland rock and roll. If you do any research on it, that's what, it, yeah. And, and this was a radio station that would actually put on concerts and have little yep. mini festivals but not only that artists. they broke i mean yeah, they broke you bands, you could yeah. read books about the buzzard right now i got a book sent to me in the mail from our manager because he's a big music guy he loves the history of popular music and rock oh. and so he, where, where did he grow up just for future berkeley work. all right he went to school at berkeley high yeah all right but he definitely he's suspicious yeah. for future guests. Uh, That's so funny. He's like Berkeley High. <laughs> we got that covered. He's, we need Topeka. That's what we no, need. He's the best. But he definitely like I I already knew most of the people from the book, anyways. And just the, because I listened to them, you know, on MMS and, yeah. and one of those things was like, oh my god. But here's the thing: when I first worked for Train, tell me if I'm going to skip ahead too quick. But no, when I first met pat in like 97 i used to work for the band before i played with the band and then i ended okay. up leaving and going back to college and getting engineering and working on records but at the time i was 1996 97 i i toured with them as a tour manager and it was a nightmare but it was really great because i got to work <laughs> for 
Columbia Records and Bill Graham Management and all these people. They introduced me to this guy one show. They go, Jerry, come on. You're from Cleveland, right? And I'm like, yeah. They go, who's this? And I, I looked at his face. No idea who he is. Uh-huh. And then I go, he goes, say something. He goes, Err. and it was Kid Leo. Oh, wow. So Kid Leo, Kid Leo, Kid Leo works. <laughs> he, he worked for Columbia Records when Train got signed and got their big, big, you know, it shit was happening. Meet Virginia was doing really well. And there was the guy that I'd been listening to as a kid. And I'm like, holy wow. shit. Because he moved from a radio station to a record label. You know? Okay. And, uh, but it was pretty cool to meet him. And then he was part of our radio team for a year or two. You know, he's, you know, he, I think he's still around. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He is actually, he's the, he introduces Springsteen. At the no. Sh- oh, so the Agora. FM on yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Kid Leo from WMMS. MMS broke for real. Like it's documented. Broke Springsteen, basically, even yeah. though he's a New Jersey guy. In Cleveland, broke Rush. Yep. Broke Kiss. Yep. Broke uh, Bowie. You know, this is in the United States. This was the so the radio station that started to play those bands before anybody else was. Yeah, and listen to like Cameron Crowe talk about Cleveland. You remember they did it in Almost Famous. It's all about going to Cleveland. Like it's all happening. It's all happening. Yeah. It's all about that scene in the Agora. My brother George, who Jeff knows very well. Yeah. George lives out here. He's the reason I moved out here. I had a brother. I didn't have to pay rent for the first few months. <laughs> that's, what I, that's exactly and, what I did. Yeah. And he, a uh, huge music fan, taught me a, a ton, but also was at the Agora for that Hello, It's Me concert oh, with Rundgren. Todd Rundgren. And yeah. there was a guy in the crowd that looked just like Todd. And George and his friends lifted him up in the crowd. And then there's a scene in the video where Todd Rundgren's pointing <laughs> up to the crowd, smiling. <laughs> And he's like, that was me. I was in that video. I pushed pushed the guy up in the air. That was awesome. All that stuff, it all was this, what a good place to to be around music that was hopeful and great. But Cleveland, I mean, sorry to say this, but the reason they call it the buzzard (laughs) wasn't because of the Hinkley Buzzard Festival. It's because like the buzzards are flying around because the city's fucking dead, right? (laughs) Like... Like I, I'm pretty sure that's why they called it that, right? Oh man, circling for circling. the honor, whatever you call it, right? Uh, but still, I mean, you gotta love the town. It's like yeah. I had the shirt forever. It had all this black smoke coming out of it. It's a city skyline, black smoke, and it said Cleveland. You gotta be tough. <laughs> <laughs> and because look and what it, you're breathing. It's a little bit like that. Uh, but I, I'm really glad I left. I, I love everybody there. I see people more than a few times a year i go back sure. i don't have any hate towards the place i just don't there's no there's no real record labels there there's no music yeah, that, there. that no, seems kind of yeah it's out. hard there are great I mean, look at ohio they got the black keys you got chrissy hines there are people that came from nine inch nails i used to oh yeah uh what's his name trent Reznor. trent worked at us i think it was called pie music it was a it was a they sold like midi cables and stuff it was a keyboard store he worked there uh-huh and i remember I remember the 80s band like hair metal shit we were playing in our all these little clubs the agora wasn't the original agora that it was it ended up being another agora okay and we were playing there once with a hair band and then in between bands one night probably 1990 89 maybe this song came on you know in between the uh, yeah yeah bands and we all looked at each other because it was the heaviest sounding metal. Like it wasn't metal, but it was the heaviest sounding music we'd ever heard. And it was head like a whole, like I think. a whole. Yeah. That was and 89. We looked at each other and go, what is this? 
<laughs> and someone goes, that's Trent from um, Pi Music. And we're like, not ah, Trent. That's right? That is so amazing. Anyways, it's, it's, it, it's a good place to be from. But yeah, he left too. People bail out of there. You know, yeah. it's good to be from Detroit. It's good to be from these places. But there isn't a lot of support. You can't make a living there. You freaking work right. for cleaning company you got to do stuff yeah in order to do what you're doing yeah well so circle back for me yeah. uh the michael stanley band uh was yeah. there did they have a hit that had a national Huge. it went to mtv what was it, it? Was called he can't love you yeah and kevin raleigh was the keyboard player and he was the one who actually sang the lead vocals is that right no it way was, really yeah it wasn't great. even like that about bands like that like the jay giles that's band. exactly yeah. right but yeah. michael was the man kevin's so talented i love his voice but it is funny that that was their biggest hit but that if you're from cleveland that was one of their hits you know okay i got to know kevin through this what's funny is that book or not kevin i gotta know michael through this that book that my manager got me i looked up the guy's names on they wrote the book and i hit him up and i was like is there any way and there's a guy named barry gable from cleveland who's the coolest uh live nation guy now which would have been belkin i think before yeah you know how you know how in you guys have seen it too. SFX, all these companies coming yeah. in, uh, iHeart, they all buy up the venues and that like, so before they used to be mom and pop kind of promoters. Yeah. Right? So Belkin, Barry worked for them. Every time I still go to Cleveland, Barry takes care of me, but he got me in touch with Michael five nice. years ago. Cause, and I invited him out to every show. Cause I was like, my family, you're, you're our Bruce Springsteen, you know? And I thought it was so cool that I could get a cell phone. And I finally wow. did. And I called him. We talked, he sent me records, we stayed in touch, but we never met person. I invited him to tons of shows. He couldn't make it. So I never met him. One day I'm in LA in the airport. No, come on. And I saw him on the escalator and I was like, Michael? <laughs> For real. And he goes, Yeah, I go, it's Jerry Becker. I, I you know, and he goes, Hey man, how you doing? That's great. Like, That's like the most normal thing yeah. in the world that you're in. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, it was wonderful to oh, me. That is so cool. He did pass away last year. It was super sad. The city mourns it. Sorry to I'm bring so that up. But, but I did get that. to meet him. I did yeah. get yeah. He understood how important he was to us and to even my singer Pat loved Michael. Like we we Donnie Irish. I think sure. Donnie Irish was a Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. That wow. kind of stuff. Love is like a rock. You remember my, that song? Love is like yeah, a rock. Yeah. Yeah. And Aliyah. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. So that was my house growing up was Genesis coming out of one room, my sister Teresa playing piano, Scott Joplin all day, and then George up there with his Moog bass pedals playing Yes. And I just grew up in this house of music. And so uh, did every sibling have their own record player? I, good point. Probably only two, two or three. But uh, that's a good point. There was none downstairs, but there were there were eleven Probably radios in every room. There were a lot of radios, and what well, we had the radios in the built into the house. You know those ones. Oh, the that, ones that yeah. intercom. Oh, sweet! And, uh, and you walk over, you go, come down to dinner. You know, yeah. that is the bomb. You have to with eleven that. people. Yeah. Otherwise, you just have to ring a cowbell. It was, <laughs> what a! I lived in a hotel growing up. It was so funny. You know, <laughs> that's so great. But yes, MMS is the cornerstone of. Cleveland rock. If you're going to so, talk about it at all. Yeah. Uh, now I was going to talk a little bit on the podcast about Alan Freed. Is that? Oh yeah. Different it's radio station? my time. Oh yes. Or, way before my time. That's fifties and sixties. But, but it's amazing. The, the power of radio in the Cleveland yes. area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, it's almost like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though, too. Like, you know, they put up the most money to have it built there. It wasn't it wasn't yeah. that it deserved to be there. I think it did, but they also put up the most money. I think it's great that it yeah. is. And it's not I just love it. I love it. building in another city. Totally. And yeah. it's a cool place. I just went again. I go every time I'm in town. Yeah, I just okay. went to it with Will yeah. when I when we think? visited Dennis. I did great. you see the petty thing? Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, I all loved that it. stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I gotta go. I'm all in. It's worth it. It got a lot better. I think yeah. it started in ninety. Was it bad? Was it bad in the early days? Or something? A lot of they stuff. Just didn't they were changing exhibits. They didn't and... have the merchandise yet. They yeah. just didn't yeah. really have the the stuff. Now they got Beatles stuff in there. Now they got yeah. John Mayer's letting them have guitars and stuff. Like it's it's Fun. pretty cool. It's have you, up that. have you gone to the uh, Bob Dylan Center in Tulsa yet? Oh man, I feel terrible. Oh, I was yeah, just no. there. <laughs> oh, you missed it. Oh dear. You know what I did though? It's hard to get in. You know what I did? That's right. I did. I got invited that day to go to Leon Russell's studio. Oh, uh, called the church. Yeah, and they had a guided tour. We did the whole thing, and 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 the woman who took took it back over now redid it the last couple years. That's where Petty recorded the first record, right? right? That's That's right. So they get the full tour and Shelter Records, right? Right. Yeah. And she bought Daniel Lanois' B three and Neve. So. They, she got all this equipment there. Those were all the things that you, all the U2 records, all the oh. you know, Teatro oh. and uh, all the great, like it was, so, it was kind of a great place to go. Check that out sounds better. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it might've been, it was, a, it was a good afternoon. And those are the funny things. Like I, I didn't write drops of Jupiter, you know, I'll, I'll, I like being a part of it yeah. <laughs> I every night, you know, like that's my thing. I, I, I've been able to have benefits like that from being in this band because I've, I've, the band's 25 years old, but I've been around for 15 of it or 14. You know what I'm saying? So it is an interesting uh, thing where I get great perks like this, where, hey, train's coming into town. Would yeah. you like to come and see the studio? Of course I would. Yeah, of course but I would. So, like Jerry's telling himself, sure. Like Jerry. I am sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of the few people I stand next to. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing all right. But uh, <laughs> but no, like Jerry is just... Um, like Jerry would somehow be offered a tour of the studio, even if he were just walking down the street. Like Jerry is just the guy you want to know, you know. Oh, That's why, yeah. he's, why he's why I don't know. He's the uh, he's he never really leaves a band. Like <laughs> when Jerry like upgrades, <laughs> it, the yeah, band is like, sure. oh, Jerry, you can come back back anytime. I think Jerry's home trying to rest. He's being wrangled to come sit in with about I love yeah groups, I yeah. love yeah it's such a good scene here too there's so many good you know musicians yeah. we've all made records together over the years so it's 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 nice yeah I can't I can't believe Train's been around for 25 years it might even be more I think they started 94. in 94 so closer to 27 yeah so yeah. guess this is a well mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tangent later no I'm gonna say no I had dinner with uh Hillary Fonda Webb from Sweet Virginia wow, yesterday she's made a record whoa and she just sent me the uh how's that it's pretty great wow I might Wait. even help put it out wow. what is what does Sweet Virginia have to do with train Wait, so train yeah. opened for Sweet years Virginia years ago yeah back ah. back when they were getting started there's oh, a lot of really area cool. like you know, the third eye blinds and all yeah. these local bands were all, they were all rehearsing at the same places. And, yeah. you know, I knew them, uh, like I said, I knew them back then and Steven would come in and him and Pat, like they were no one was really friends. They were all very, very competitive, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. And in, in, in a good way, cause that's kind of yeah, how you, how you, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they did. They pushed each other and there was a scene they were signing. It was a little after the jellyfishes and the counting crows and that era. Like there was a few years after that, everyone's like, "We got to get to San Francisco and sign some bands, right?" Okay. And so it was kind of fun to to, and then I I clearly know that the band benefited from 
the boom of the dot-com era. This yeah. is 1990, 97, 98. There's young kids with tons of money and they were going out to clubs every, every night. Every night. You train would play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then, in the, and then, and then go play in San Jose and then go play in Tahoe and then go play in the North Bay. And they never oh. oversaturated. Yeah. That was everybody was now, everybody now you got to put a show out three months later and try to get 250 people in a room. Guess what? Train had 250 to 300 people. It every night. a week. This is, this is after they wow. built up, they did build up a following from a lot of acoustic shows over the years. So I'm not, I'm not saying they had that out right. of the gate. I'm just saying when I got working with them, I couldn't believe the amount of people that were showing up. That's I, 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 um, I mean, I remember playing in bands that nobody remembers, but I play the Paradise Lounge mm -hmm. on Wednesday night, yeah. first of four. There'd be 250 people there. Right. I was well rotten. Like, hey, what? we got to talk about Cleveland, guys. Oh, right. No. <laughs> I thought we were. Is that not what we're I'm not? sure Cleveland was the same way. I'm just saying, here's here's my Cleveland <laughs> real quick. I played in a band back there when I was out of high school called Liver Zoo, and it was a weird fusion horn. I love uh, it. It was, it, it was, it. It was kind of like... It was the people who quit playing in bands and everybody went to college. And then there were just a couple dudes left. Right, right. Who were like, I think I might want to really do this. Yeah. Or we just weren't smart enough to be in college, right? <laughs> but I had some talent. I thought they were talented. We had talented guys. We worked our ass off. I would wake up at eight in the morning and I'd go to my friend's house and we would rehearse from eight to noon every day. Like we wrote. Awesome. We were serious about music. And we never got signed. I mean, we tried, we did everything. We, you know, we made a record. We did some lots of shows. At one point we were playing a club called the fantasy. And I remember making like 600 bucks, me yeah, <laughs> walking yeah. with 600 bucks at 19 years old going, I'm good. You know, <laughs> what else, what else is there? I've made it. Right. That is awesome. And, and then I realized, oh, I guess it's, it'll take a little more, you know, you might, yeah, you might need it on a continual basis. Well, let me well, ask. Uh, recordings get on Spotify. That is my question. Oh, they're, they're awful, but here's the best part. <laughs> guess who did our very first record? Tom Schick. No way. His, his first record was my first no record. Way. Yeah. You guys have known each other that So long. Tom is a great friend from Ohio who I played in my first couple of bands with. Uh, and huh. he's a great guitar player. He, at the time we met him, he was just shredding guitar player. We needed a guy to play uh, Tesla songs and Van Halen songs. <laughs> and next I want to see if, if, if uh, Tim reads the liner notes of his record. Yeah. So the next thing you know, Tom, I knew he was going away to, to Berkeley College of Music, but he was going for engineering. And, and I was like, OK, whatever. This guy's smart. He's going to do fine. He goes to Berkeley in 91, I think. And then he was started interning at Searsound in New York in 93 and finished. And then, he, and then I mean, he runs the Wilco loft right now. In, oh. and he's made the, all those last couple of Wilco. I do not. Engineer for Wilco. Like engineered by Tom Schick is yeah. on the back yeah. of all your favorite records. Yeah, right. but he also I, I do not read the liner notes. Thank he, you. Did, <laughs> he did a lot of the great, uh, all the... Uh, uh, Ryan Adams records, Nora Jones, you know, everybody. And he's wow. just the sweetest dude. But what did I talk about, Tom? I forgot. Because his first name. record. Oh, anyways, when he was interning, there was another little studio in Ohio. And I remember I was like, dude, we got, I don't know if we can pay you. I was one of those things, but yeah. we, we got enough songs. And he's like, let's do it. I'm interning at this place. I need some experience. Oh, so awesome. Tom made yeah. the record. And I mean, it was so fun when I mean, we locked out a place that's for awesome. five days and we both learned so much about it, you know, just like that's how you got to do it, you know? And well, I think I think you're teasing around uh, the answer to this next question, but I'd love to I'd love to hear you try and articulate it. But um, we ask everybody this. 
as far as your own journey as an artist and your thoughts on your artistry, like has Cleveland or Cleveland's influence informed your career as an artist and, and your thinking when it comes I, to? I think if anything, Cleveland has just in, changed me where, you know what I'm saying? Like you can find people that are from back East. I'm not saying people born in California are bad right. or different, but I, well, I met Pat within 30 seconds of meeting him. I think I made the joke. He had a Pittsburgh Steelers hat on and yeah. I was like, Hey man, Steelers suck. Yeah. And he looked at me like, what <laughs> this is a complete stranger? Right. Right. And, and I said, I'm from Cleveland. And he just like shook his head, you know, and it's this, it's this Midwest yeah. steel, steel, you know, whatever you call it, like this, this dirty kind of funny, everything's funny. Cause everything sucks. You got to be mean, yeah. but funny, but you got to be mean and funny. You got to be in a van together and put up with it. I had, take it. I had five older brothers and he had five older brothers, you know, and we were both yeah. the baby of a huge Irish, Irish Catholic family. We had mirrored lives. You know? Me too. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. you guys have the other half of this amulet? Yeah, and, right. But, but I'm saying that the music, yes, because everything was song based and I, MTV started, you know, I just remember being there, like I was blown away by the buggles and the whole thing like that whole, <laughs> I was a part, we were one of the first people, we had cable, the first person on the block to have cable and, and I ate that shit up. I would say the yeah. other thing that I will answer for you yeah. is that like, one of the things I really admire about Train is they like, they want to put on a show that deeply mm. entertains the audience. And that's a very Midwestern oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. approach, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. A train show is not like you're lucky to be in the room with us. We are artists and no. we're going to gaze down at the floor. Like train is like checking in every three songs. You guys doing all right? Everybody oh, having yeah, a good yeah, time? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you guys need anything else? Like I can, when I go to a train show, like I don't have to worry about whether the band is going to reach out and make a connection with me. It's the whole point. The whole point yeah. is like 8,000 of us. Let's be a thing. I see, I, and I go to see shows where the artist is indifferent to the presence oh, of the audience. And that is that, just- That's that what I saw last- Cleveland, like, oh, fancy boy. Yeah. Art. <laughs> art is short for Arthur. Cleveland. <laughs> the Joe Arthur? Yeah, yeah. right. right. Uh, it, yeah, it's, hmm, that's funny. There is 100% and and entertaining. What the hell? How many bands have Strain played with, or any of it, like, from the nineties that are still able to keep doing it. There's yeah, a hand right. Right? Yeah. and the ones that still do it or the ones that don't anymore, maybe still take themselves a little serious. They think they're Radiohead or whatever it is. Like we know who we are, but we, have, we, we enjoy it. Yeah. It's not right. like, I can't believe I have to play this song. Like, you know, Ben Foles fucking love Ben Foles. He yeah. really struggled with playing brick when it was popular, you know? Yeah. He did He's not want to play it. Yeah. Train toured with him and he was like, screw, oh, I bet you, you guys want to hear this song. Yeah. I'm not going to play it for you, you know? And guess what? I don't know if that's a great idea, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think he plays it now and I love Ben yeah. and Jim, our friend in town here, Jim, uh, Bo just plays, played with Ben. And I just, I love, yeah, maybe he's just got a different career idea of success. And, but in my mind, I was like, man, these people. There are a lot of people that pay to hear that. Well, know? also, is, is the sure. performance for you or is the performance for you and them? It is, you know, it's for you and them. And they I know you guys like you. Dylan a lot out. more than I do. I, I I like Dylan, but I think it's funny when he says stuff like, 
I shouldn't be remembered for my songwriting. I should be remembered for my performance. Yeah, I know. And I'm always like, uh, I'm not <laughs> sure, bro. But that's how the, am I, did I read this? Totally I've seen him a couple of times and I'm not sure I would say that. Wow. I mean, uh, for his new clothes, man. I, you know, people go and see him and they're like, you have to go see him. It's a whole different I thing. I'm like, no, it's not. No, Willie Nelson. I love Willie. I've seen him live yeah. a bunch too, where it feels like with Willie Nelson, the drummer, they've just slowly over the years taken away a different part of his drum set. Like, like now there's just like, it's just like a stool, a stick and like half of a snare drum left. Like what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I saw uh, Augustana last week. Oh gosh, I love those guys. What, that how, guy, well, he was just uh, uh, it was the just singer. the lead singer by himself because he has a new album of uh, classical piano comp- uh, compositions, uh, mm-hmm. and so he played forty five minutes of his own classical compositions, which were beautiful. Uh, but he did <laughs> not he did not necessarily need me there. Um, and then yeah. he went into, you know, a 50 minute set with some of the songs. And finally at the end, oh, so he did do a couple of his songs. He did. Big- yeah. Okay, um, good, good, good. but it was, it was a, it was one of the most memorable concerts I've ever been to, uh, in that it was so gosh, darn strange. <laughs> I just saw Glenn Phillips a couple oh, yeah. nights ago. I love Glenn. I've met him. I've known him for on and off for 15 years or so. Kind of the same thing. I'm not I, like you Is probably right? have him on. The, no, meaning he didn't do classical, but he did uh-huh. do. He did do. Luckily, trained at a show with Toad the Wet Sprocket like recently. Yeah, and that a month was ago, right? So yeah. fun because they played all the jams, right? Oh, I really? Okay. Them. They played every song that I wanted to hear. I was like, oh, it's so fun. And then my wife is like, let's go. Glenn's playing. Let's go. So we went to the show, and I think he did like four Toad songs in like 90 minutes Ooh. of his solo stuff. I have his solo records. I like them too, but I okay. for my wife and for uh, I really kind of wanted to hear a couple more. Yeah. But, but then again, he's a he's an artist. Yeah. I'm not mad at him, but I also just know how I don't know. Yeah. What do yes. I say? You're going to have him on here. He's listening, isn't he? No. Yeah, no. So you know, sometimes when I teach the Great Gatsby, I just have them read silently. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, I, all right, I, all right. Yeah. So, Jerry, we, we've got this last question for you. Okay. Oh this my is, God, I need more Cleveland talk. Unless I'm gonna, talk. You can cut that out. No, Sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let this you. Is one, this, uh, Tim's in charge of editing. So Glenn, no I editing. love you. I love your songs. I love everything. I just. Want, uh, I'm gonna I let. Want to keep uh, reliving my childhood through <laughs> you. I'm gonna let this little um, this little question linger, so you can really think about it. Uh, Previous guests have teared up. This is your moment. This is your oh, Roy, Roy Firestone. <laughs> I don't know what so is. what I want you to think about is the favorite musical memory you associate with Cleveland. So this could be wow. when you're when you're a little kid and your your older siblings are excited about a song, or maybe you're a you're a teenager and you're going to a, a concert, or maybe you're a young adult and you're performing yourself. You know, what is it? What is it that you really kind of cling to as a favorite musical memory from Cleveland? Holy cow. I I mean, this sounds maybe it's me. My wife will say, I can't believe you said that. (laughs) To me, it might have been the memory was something that I created that came from Cleveland. The pass of me 
going and seeing all of my favorite bands play at Blossom growing up and to actually go there yeah. and sell it. I think we sold it out. I don't know. And then have my parents and family there and 45 guests. Oh, that's amazing. That's something that I could have never, I couldn't, I wouldn't have dreamed it would have happened. Right. Does that make sense? So that's, I think my memory might not be from being 10. It's probably from being 35 or whatever I hold I was. So you're walking out on stage at the place. Oh, oh, the whole day I'm just like shaking going, I can't get through this. You know, I can't get through this. And then Pat's super nice. I think he introduced me from Pittsburgh just to be mean. Oh my God, that's great. (laughs) The first time you met him. (laughs) <laughs> oh and the, the best part about how funny he is is he'll take we'll be in pittsburgh and he would always go ladies and gentlemen all the way from cleveland brown's town and then i get fifteen thousand people booing <laughs> booing, booing it, it's my it's probably my favorite feeling to be booed on stage. <laughs> pittsburgh yeah we can't, anyways so uh, probably i mean there's a lot of shows with my friends and battle the bands all that stuff I don't think anybody just comes out of nowhere. Not that I was able to get this success, but everything that I'm doing now that I did, I did in my high school bands. You know, it's like I was already always working on the songs, trying to make them better, trying to take the band to a different place. I drove everybody crazy. I know they they were like, he's a control freak. He's he's a, you know, he's very needy about what he hears, but maybe it was perfectly for what I do here. You know, right. Is I'm not saying that we everything's perfect, but I'm saying at least there's a, a level of professionalism that wasn't there in stuff that I didn't see growing up, you know, really? that I want, you know? Yeah. That's really know. cool. That That's a great sense. answer. That's well, a really good answer. Sorry. Is this on? Yes, okay. <laughs> I have a question. While, while Jeff's on, you have a record out. I, I yeah. How would you feel if I had a record out and my song was called Susie? <laughs> I have some questions. Your wife's name is Emily. You're, yes. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm sorry, but you're I in the town care. a lot. <laughs> Before and it's we kind got of off, a, I had to throw that one out there. How would you feel about that? I was like, I, yeah, kind of. It's kind of a mean song about Emily. Emily's like, oh, that's what I was saying. How you know it's she's, not about her? She's that's quite bothersome. Saying. Yeah. You know, Romo had the Come same on. question. Our, oh, really? friend, our friend Michael, <laughs> also his wife, is also named Emily. Oh. He's like, he's on stage playing it with me. And, and I'm he's like, like well, this feels <laughs> weird. Exactly. That's he's like little... pointing to her. And I'm like, I'm saying, you... yeah, he was like, hey, Emily, all right. <laughs> Which is great. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so listen, everyone, Jerry Becker is, uh, uh, you can hear, you can tell the way he listens to music. This is, um, he was just trying to describe himself as a control freak. He's quite the opposite. Jerry holds... <laughs> The, he's the uh, glue that holds things together. He's the glue guy. He's the sinisher. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah. Um, if you uh, if you haven't, if you have the guy behind the guy, is what I. Yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> after we hang up. No. Um, and then uh, it... I'm happy. Pat Pat treats me very well. I'm I'm so stoked that I'm I get to be in a band with a guy who is one of those like you're not going to get voices like this in yeah, the last thirty right. years. I and mean, you think about even even like the hit songs of the last 25 years, song of the year, this guy's got two of them. Right. Right. That's insane. So, yeah. so it, I mean, no one sounds like him. You know, I don't care what song I'm writing with him or working on it. I We put some chords together and put it on and it sounds like shit. And then he sings on yeah. it and it sounds like a freaking song. Yeah. <laughs> like, woo, so woo. I, I'm not saying I'm the guy behind the guy. All I'm saying is we work off of each other very well. I love working 14 hour days if he asked me to. I don't have uh, 
a problem with making him sound as good as he can sound. Yeah. When uh, stuff coming up that I'm not allowed to talk about, yeah. but when you listen to this oh. eight weeks from now, you'll be like, oh, that was what they were doing. Oh, really? Okay, cool. So that'll be great. Okay. There's, there's a we, lot of work. Yeah. We got to, um, Jeff, we got to hook up this uh, this drive-by song that my son is talking about. As, as I'll send you the stems. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one to work on. I got to tell you, it was just that that we were, we had come off of soul sister it was such a high we toured the yeah. world two years we couldn't believe we had you know five million whatever it was it was so many records at that point sold it's 10 million right now did you know that we got a diamond record in the yeah. mail i've never i've never even know what it was before i got one in the mail that's Amazing. so cool there's only been like 60 diamond records yeah in the history of brothers in arms is one i know because yeah. i saw a diamond record for sale in a thrift store i remember yeah. coming off the the tail of that going we got to go make another record well why don't we put this single out while we're finishing the record so we're down with butch walker in the studio coolest guy in the world greatest guitar player sweetest right. we're in the studio drive-by's crushing on the radio <laughs> <laughs> already and we're not even finished with the record it was one of those we can't do it we can't do anything wrong look at this it was it was it was one of those like it doesn't happen like that you that know? is so sweet so, awesome anyways but right. we love, yeah the work is good cleveland is everything man it's it's a big part my parents are no longer with us but it's hard to, for me to think about cleveland without thinking about them and they sure. the whole family they got me my drum set when I was, you know, they got me my Muppet set and then they got me my first real drum set when I was probably Muppet 11. Exactly. Your house is the, uh, the hotel in the Muppets in yes. Manhattan. I was all 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 of his little Jerry Becker, like hanging from the balcony. I was, that's it. I was all Dr. about Teeth playing in the lobby. Bill Collins and drums. That's all I cared about. And um, then my first concert was 5150. I know it's Van Hagar. Don't get mad at me. Oh, no, this is I, your life. I love all the van halen records so, but you don't you know, know this, don't, but... don't, there's two different bands don't confuse them don't get mad about sure. it yeah brian koppelman came on to yeah. talk about van halen yeah. um and uh he asked us all our favorite van halen records yeah. and uh tim said uh 5150 and he, he hung up he just left the podcast he, <laughs> like, he said all right i gotta go it was hilarious he didn't come back what a summer though man i remember being in high school as like a freshman or junior or sophomore my friends all had it my brothers got us tickets we got beers we went to the Coliseum, which isn't there anymore. It was the 51. Yeah, there, there's my memory. Great. Right? And then to meet then to meet Sammy later and hang out with him. And, and I got to do a wow. bunch of stuff with Sammy and to tell him about that. He's like, yeah, you know. You know who I did that with was Colin Hay from oh, Minnesota. He's the best. <laughs> saw him at Meriwether Post and then we opened for him. I was like, hey, I saw you in 1983. Him and his blue eyes? Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a beautiful guy. One blue this way, one blue that way. <laughs> Sorry. And on that oh, note. No. Jerry's a terrible. Right. I love. All right. Him. Hey, this was really fun. Sorry. Thank you so much, Jerry. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, See you next time for sure. And you want to you want to hang up and then restart so you have it as a, a yeah yeah. Time. Let's right. do that. And I'll cut that. And <laughs> and you're slagging on. You want to hang up and reset it as a. I'll just keep fucking up the ending. Do you you want to hang up. <laughs> Thank you. This was fun. Right. I hope it was okay for you guys. It was great. Thanks so much. Right. We'll see you. All right. I see Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters.
Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid.